This is first episode with Megan and Michael, both who are going to be permanently a part of Drive with Woody Fit, my official co-hosts welcome you guys. Something I've been thinking about for a while is getting co-hosts. It's a little bit of a struggle given that I train at home, so right. I'm, not, I'm not in a gym setting every day. Mm-hmm. I don't work full-time in the industry as executive fit is a side hustle, so, you know, it's, it's hard for me to make connections in person with people in the fitness world because, I mean, fuck, I work 45 to 50 hours a week in my day job, come home, train some clients, program for clients online, do my own workout, spend time with the family, and continue to try to make content to put out for the business. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of work and I don't get a lot of, even this, like this is like not work to me because we get to have conversations and, and whatnot. So having you guys on family. here, exactly. I mean, me and Megan are fun. family, so, and podcasting is fucking fun. So. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Have so. you? Oh yeah, oh. like even when I was a kid, I was there like, we go. I told my brother, I was like, we should make a podcast. But then, you know, Gordon. You know what's funny? He sounds like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand him in a podcast. You can't put Gordon in a podcast. No, I'd be like, Gordon, you tell me your thing. And he'd be like, oh. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, let's just delete this podcast. <laughs> well, me, I don't know if you remember this, Megan, but me and Will, back in high school, me and Will and Mike and Tanner and John wanted to start a podcast and this was back I when we were remember this this was when we were back living with mom and this was all will's idea because he at the time he had just started listening to podcasts and will was like guys we should we should just record our conversations because remember we always used to hang in the basement at mom's mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. and he was like we should just record our conversations and like make a freaking podcast and we're like yeah we'll call it like five dudes in a basement or like Ooh, yeah. something That's weird like that <laughs> but of course like we, we knew totally of course to no podcast. listen we were in we were in high school like we knew it sounded fucking launchy and shit yeah. but like we that were was the point but and like i was hype about it because i wanted to do it because i don't know something about podcasting like just creating content was sounded fun to me and i think that's part of what's bleeding into executive fit and how executive fit is advancing and evolving year over year so far. So I'm like super hyped for you guys to be here because it's finally like I can have a, a podcast and I feel like I'm in the same boat as you, Mike. Like I just have wanted it, but never had the resources to really be able to do it. And now, I mean, we're starting small, but like I was telling you earlier, like I have I want to start really something. big plans for this podcast to really, to really take it to the next level so i mean with podcasts too like there's so much to say but like you don't have the time to keep saying it to everyone so it's like really nice like like, right. like it's like all your thoughts throughout the day like right now <laughs> exactly and it's like just go listen to the podcast you're just like this is meant for talking like some people don't want to talk to you or hear what you have to say some people i don't want to get off to yeah like that guy. Well, we don't have to go into that <laughs> i'm just kidding, looking at me i don't know why she's <laughs> like well megan uh Yes, the truth right. comes out now. So why don't <laughs> yeah. we start with ladies first, Megan? Give, give everybody your bio. Okay. A brief, a, a brief story of how you came to be on this earth, okay. and um, <laughs> and how you got into yeah, fitness. From and day one. <laughs> how you got into fitness and what ended up leading you to be where you are now. Sure. So um, I'm Megan, guys. Um, 20 years old. I will be 21 in a couple of weeks. I'm currently a junior studying business um, at DeSales University. So I guess a little background about fitness. I played soccer ever since I could walk. 
So I've always had a background in some sort of fitness game. And towards sophomore year of high school, it got pretty serious about talking about college and wanting to play for college. And it was just so overwhelming for me that I was like, I can't do this. So I dropped out of um, club soccer. And just around that time, uh, Nate was joining the military. So I think a year went by and I was like, shoot, I don't know what I'm going to do for college, so I'll join the military. Uh, so I joined the military, and I, I think that's when my, like, real passion for fitness became, you know, in the forefront of my brain just because we have to stay physically fit for the military. So it was like, if we're not doing PT, I have to do some sort of PT, so I'll hit the gym. And then when I came back from my training and all that stuff, Nate was also going to the gym and having fun with his friends at the gym. So I think he, you know, you were a big part of my motivation to start working out and go to the gym. Yeah, because, so, I mean, well, unfortunately, I convinced you to join the... Unfortunately the and fortunately. <laughs> I mean, I think... There's positives and negatives. Yeah, there's definitely positive and negatives you know? to it. And it was, it, was a good resource, it was a good resource for me while I was going to school. Right. Because that was the reason I joined. But now that I'm not going to school, it's not really... I'm not really using it for what I wanted to use it for, so, but I think overall it was a good thing for yeah. for me, and I think it was a good thing for you as well. Yeah, I'll um, never give up, you know, I'll be forever thankful for the oh, yeah. experiences that I've already experienced at 20 years old. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so Nate was my biggest motivation to start going to the gym, and, you know, I started doing Instagram stuff, just looking up people, how to make my own workouts, and what worked for me that may not have worked for someone else or yada yada. So within the past couple, I'd say within the past year, I've gotten pretty serious with my diet, what I put into my body, including nutrients and supplements and all that stuff and working out. Um, so yeah, and here I am. Uh, I'm Michael and um, I'm gonna start with, uh, I got into the fitness world the first year of the military because I went through basic training and then I was kind of forced to work out so I thought, oh, why not just keep getting bigger? And plus, I was a skinny guy, so I just did not enjoy being skinny. Well, you also did sports in high school and stuff. Too, yeah, but so. it was, like, mostly running. So I was, like, meant to be skinny. So it was okay. I was just okay with being skinny. Mm -hmm. But then going into the Army, you'd see, like, these giant sergeants, and they, like, just own you. And you're like, ah, oh, I want to be like that guy. So, like, after that, I just kind of got to the gym like recently like a year ago is when i joined uh the gym and then from there i've tried like every kind of workout like from like the f five sets of five from like heavy lifting to a bunch of volume training which is like lightweight and then i found you know nate and you know you helped me find him of course <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course <laughs> megan yeah and then yeah and then you started helping me with uh my workout routines mm -hmm. but yeah i met megan during the military which is you know a positive of it megan <laughs> thank you I, I would hope you would say that's yeah. a positive thank part you. of your military <laughs> yeah. career hopefully that oh, was yeah, a positive no, I, i'm not denying it it's a positive met during rsp which is like a training program um yeah pretty nice i got invited to a bonfire party yep it was my bonfire party yeah. i invited everybody and that was after me and 
Mickey were together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I met you that night. No, no. I don't think so. Was that after we got married? Was that after me no. and Mickey were married? Because I remember oh, there were nights yes. where we were married no, and we were you living were. upstairs. Yes. And you texted me because I think the fire had gotten too big or something or the music was too loud and you texted mm-hmm. me, be quiet, Gianna's Wow, you were there that night. Yeah. Because yeah. wow, that, we that was when we were, we were living, that yeah. was when I, me and Nikki were living in the third floor in of the third house. floor of yeah. my mom's house. That was the first time I met everyone. Well, not everyone. I think just I your think mom. You, I think just mom came out. Yeah, it was so. a bad first night of meeting your mom. Yeah. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting little yeah. night, but here we are now, almost two years later, still together. So yeah. that's good. Well, I'm really glad you guys are here. I'm really glad that we can all be co-hosts in the podcast and kind of take this journey together and just kind of slay shit together. Slay the world. The slay world. the fitness world. Yeah. Slay the... Why not slay. the whole world? I mean, no. Slay the fitness too much. world. It's too much so, for us. <laughs> so I meant to have some articles, but I was like, nah, because a bunch of people were asking me questions, asking questions this week. So I was like, I'll just think of some of the questions. And So this comes from um, a client of mine. And the question is, what's the difference between a dirty bulk and a lean bulk? Oh, I would assume that a dirty bulk is eating everything possible it's bad calories and then a lean bulk a lean bulk is that like a clean bulk i'm guessing yeah i guess you could say yeah. clean it's either a dirty bulk or a clean bulk yeah, yeah i would say like eating like high calories but, but like the, the healthy kind of foods yeah. to meet those calories instead of like just the bulk a dirty bulk which is yeah. like fast food fatty foods yeah like mcdonald's like just yeah. eating anything like I eating think, anything yeah, and like everything only counting the calories but not counting the macros right. would be a dirty bulk right. and then a clean bulk is like really precise and counting your macros mm-hmm. i like, would have to disagree with that statement because oh man. you could no listen because <laughs> you could count your you could calculate your macros and count your calories yeah. but still do a dirty bulk okay yeah i mean i seem right? right like you could you could in theory do that i mean so yeah like, fast foods do have like high protein but they're not but, but there's other stuff in that right there's so there's so much so high in fat right so like it would be almost it would be very hard to hit certain macros doing a dirty bulk that's why macros are so important Mm -hmm. especially when you're doing a clean bulk especially when you're doing anything not just bulk i would say it's so real i mean i i think the real difference between a dirty bulk and a clean bulk is a dirty bulk is you're eating foods that are high in protein high in carbs mainly you're, they're going to be excessively high in fats because most of the time a dirty bulk means you're eating processed food. You're eating food that's super dopamine releasing. I would say yeah. the cheap foods. Because I say most people who Basically, do dirty bulks would be like, like pizza, cheese steaks, yeah. Because I know it's, it's hard for me to eat clean because of money sometimes. That's, yeah. I mean, that's another Cheap-y question we can get into. But And then a clean bulk would be something where you calculate your macros, mm-hmm. you stick to those macros, it's going to be an excess of calories because you've calculated macros off of a certain calorie number and you eat whole foods to hit those macros. So you'd eat chicken breast, lean ground beef, white rice, pasta, broccoli, spinach, whole foods that are that are processed. I mean, in our society, I think you're never going to get away and from processing in foods, but you can get away from high processed foods by eating real food yeah and right. i mean even companies like butcher box now they're offering pastured chicken grass-fed grass-finished ground or beef and uh heritage breed pork like 
that's like farm to table basically and it's extremely hard to find those in grocery stores and if it's even possible to find them in groceries i mean i don't even shop at whole foods because they're so expensive but i've heard that yeah. it's hard to find grass-fed grass-finished beef at whole foods so well sometimes they just don't sell them in stores because it's so specialized mm -hmm. or it's like it costs the company so much to make and they would never be able to turn a profit from it mm -hmm. so they don't produce well it. here's a good one what's the difference between grass grass-fed beef and grass-fed grass-finished beef grass-fed grass-finished beef yeah what's the difference between grass-fed beef and grass-fed grass-finished beef i don't i don't think i've ever heard of grass-fed grass finished grass finished am i saying it right yeah grass fed grass finished i don't even think i've ever heard of so this is where supplement this not supplement companies this is where meat manufacturers that are getting their meat in grocery stores are basically tricking you because you haven't even heard of grass fed grass finished so if you go to the grocery store and you buy grass fed beef you're i'm like, thinking it's you're like, like yeah, yeah this is the best awesome. this is the best stuff here we go well like a lot of these meat manufacturers that are selling grass-fed beef are finishing their beef on cattle feed the last mm. week or the last two weeks they're fattening the, beef, the, the, yeah. the cows up oh so they're feed. fed with grass they're fed with but grass then at the Most last of like, week they go bulk and see yep, the dirty they, bowl they basically yeah. do their dirty bowl yeah. <laughs> so you're not getting away from grain-fed beef yeah by just buying grass-fed beef you have to get you really want to get the grass-fed grass finished mm -hmm. beef grass all the way up until they're right. butchered i hope we don't have any vegans listening they're like losing their minds right now well i mean even if you are vegan good for you you do you boo boo tough job yeah <laughs> i tried it i i lasted less than a day yeah. i did the vegan but to be fair when i tried the vegan diet i did full vegan no processed foods so mm -hmm. like no vegan sausage no vegan burgers like yeah. it was all whole processed unprocessed foods i mean so it was like lentils vegan, it was yeah. like lentils and rice with like That's good, and i though. cooked the lentils in garlic and like i couldn't i took two and a half bites i think and i was like no this isn't for me oh, because like to hit the macros i was trying to hit at the time i needed like two cups of lentils that's a yeah, lot. It's, a, it's like and if I was you go like, vegan, you gotta eat more. Oh like, my gosh! Well, now that if you eat, if you go vegan, you have to eat more if you're eating unprocessed foods. Mm, I think if you're gonna eat processed foods, there's extra calories, and because through yeah. the whole process of it being processed, yeah. you know they can kind of make it a little bit more dense, but the calorie content is gonna be so much higher. I understand vegans. But I was also gonna say about vegans, a lot of companies, a lot of companies are coming out Sorry. with like vegan protein. And yeah. I'm only talking about this because I literally just did <laughs> research about shakes, right? yeah, like like powdered proteins, like mm -hmm. whey protein. Now they make vegan protein yeah. that's made with rice and um, green lentils, the proteins from mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I'm saying is because I literally just did research on it today because I'm considering switching from whey to vegan. Mm -hmm. um, and vegan proteins, they're they they're also called plant. Plant-based protein. protein. Yeah. Right. So just because you're not a vegan doesn't mean you can't use it. It's not like just for vegans. Yeah. It's plant-based protein. It's like having right. a rice protein exactly. powder. So or... I would say like even if you are a vegan listening to this podcast, there's other options out there for you to get protein and you don't have to eat 
four cups of lentils a day in order exactly. to do so. so it was <laughs> it was pretty wild. I that's why I only lasted like half a day because I was like, nah, fam, this is not this is not me. It's like and at least not right now. That's this the is other thing me. I was gonna say. There are things that are more suitable for other people because sometimes they may be intolerant to meat or they mm -hmm. have their belief where they don't want to eat animals. Fine. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's okay. And if it doesn't work for you, there's other options available yeah, that are just as good. Uh, we're all accepting here, even yes. though I, I mean, I don't even eat meat every day. I do eat animal products every day, but I don't eat meat every mm -hmm. day. You know, we're all accepting, and I even, one of my clients, one of my previous clients in the past, he was a vegan. He trained with me for a little over a like year. full vegan, or, like, I'm vegan, but I had a burger this weekend. No, he was full <laughs> vegan, but, like, he still ate the processed vegan food, so okay, I was like, yeah. when we took a look at his diet, I was like, so, um, can we get rid of the vegan sausage? And he was like, no, that's one thing I won't get rid of. I was like, okay, that's fine. That's one thing I don't understand about vegans. Like, they go vegan, but then they're like, I gotta eat this meat that is like, it's like they're trying, it's like they want to be. No, like, I, I, I know what you're saying. Meat, but... They want to eat meat, but they can't do it because yeah. of either health reasons or, like, or yeah. whatever other beliefs they have. And I think that comes down to a psychological belief yeah, because as humans, we want meat. We've grown up on meat, especially in today's society. So when we're all of a sudden we cut it out of our diets, mm. your body will start to crave that. So if you eat vegan sausage, you're tricking your brain into thinking, yeah, this looks like sausage. It smells like sausage. It must be sausage. So you're satisfying that craving. I think what that is, is, well, the reason I have an issue with like vegan food that is made to replicate meat, like vegan sausage and vegan burgers and whatnot is like you if you went vegan because you don't like harming animals mm -hmm. how are you gonna go then eat something that's supposed to replicate eating animals that doesn't mm -hmm. that doesn't like like if you physically cannot eat meat you're you have a meat an intolerance to it it doesn't agree well with you like and and that you're eating sense. vegan yeah. sausage, you're eating vegan burgers, like fine. But if you're choosing to be vegan because you don't like harming animals, but you're gonna go eat a vegan sausage or a vegan burger, like it's mm -hmm. replicating meat. To me, that doesn't connect. That doesn't that, that doesn't yeah. make sense. I can argue it just because it it comes down to a biological factor. Like you can you see, yeah, you can control your cravings, but sometimes you can't. And for people who have trouble controlling cravings, if they trick themselves into thinking they're eating something that they don't believe they should be eating, like nobody's hurting, nobody's getting hurt from eating vegan sausage. You're right. You're right. And it's it, that's just my that's just my thought about it. That's yeah. like my feeling about like if if you're being vegan because you don't like hurting animals, that's the reason you're vegan. But then you're gonna go eat a vegan sausage that's mm. replicating a real sausage. It's like, but it's replicating real meat like yeah, i just feel like we have to eat meat <laughs> like before all this was made <laughs> and there were us cavemen and what did we do we went out we, we killed, killed animals yeah we didn't like go around like picking things oh, i mean probably it did but it wasn't satisfying gathering right of course yeah but that actually brings me back to way before this podcast about the intermittent fasting intermittent fasting yeah how they would um they would go like like hours without eating but then they would like kill an animal 
and feast, like eat as much as I can mm-hmm. in that small period of time, and then go hours again. And mm-hmm. then, right. That's that's think, the whole yeah. concept of intermittent fasting is doing it ancestrally, like yeah. kind of the way our ancestors did. And but even like in, did, did you know even intermittent fasting can be you can do that like sixteen eight where you have eight hours to eat and sixteen hours where you're fasting. Yeah. But also once a once a week twenty four hour fast. It's still considered intermittent fasting. That's tough, Thank though. you. <laughs> that, that would be tough. That's for a lot that's of something that's on my radar to try after we're done testing high speed animals. Someone, um, someone did that during my AT. Yeah. And I was like, why? You're gonna pass out. <laughs> like there were like some days like white in the face, and I'm like, here it's, it is. You gotta set yourself up properly. I mean, I think yeah. if you're gonna do something like that, you're on really... a week where it's like. No, it's going to be a smooth week for me. Right. Yeah. Like, if I Summer, was going to do that, number one, winter. the day that I'm fasting, wouldn't I would not work out that day, mm-hmm. first off. Like, mm-hmm. hands down, that would be a recovery day. And Rehab also make day sure all day. get a lot of sleep before. Right. And also just load up on food that last meal before it. And, I mean, I've never done it. I haven't done it yet. And it's on my radar to do. I'm going to try it because, me I mean, then... If I do it, that's more content we can make. You do it, yeah. and then tell us how it went. I will. I will. I will talk about it on the podcast. Because I wake up after, like, just, like, eight hours of fasting, like, sleeping, and I'm like... Oh, and you're like, mm, I need to I know. Like, that's my stomach hurts so bad. But, like, it hurts for, like, 30 minutes when you wake up. But, like, if you fight that 30 minutes, it goes away. But then you start getting a headache, and then you're like, oh, I need water. And then you just, like... See, mm, that's what happened fuck. to me for from tonight. I wasn't physically hungry. Yeah. But I was irritated. I was angry or hangry. Angry is a epidemic now. Especially <laughs> <Yes. laughs> with yes, you. Yes. <laughs> I think I, I think I and eventually did drop the weight, but I was still feeling. I mean, lesson learned, obviously. Oh, like I'm gonna listen to my body. You you need to, and I, I think why that I think why this this phase this I mean this why this phase is phase one is because. Almost nobody does true slow eccentric moving when they train for like four hypertrophy to grow the muscle. Almost nobody does a three to five second eccentric motion. No, I can point out people in the gym who don't do it, and it's frustrating. Almost nobody does. Yeah. And whether they're programmed for it or not, they're like you go to any dude in the gym almost, and you're like, "What is your goal? I want to get big." Like at least any any dude that's not like severely overweight. Or not even that. Like let's let's just say like any teenage or like early twenty year old dude that's in the gym, probably most likely is trying to get bigger. But like mm-hmm. I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of those guys are not doing a slow eccentric movement. And no. is a slow eccentric movement the only way to build muscle? No, of course not. There's other protocols and methodologies that work, but it's the one that is I think is the most neglected and most ignored because. It kind of goes against the grain a little bit and implements the whole concept of time under tension and mm-hmm. keeping the muscle under tension for mm-hmm. longer. So I think that's why this first phase is going to be really effective because almost nobody trains that way. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to train that way, especially if you have an ego because you're like, well, I can bench more than 135. And then it humbles you and you can't even do 10 sets of 10 at 135. Right. Like I have a 250 bench right now. At 148 body weight, I have a 250 bench. I can't do 10 sets of 10 at 135. You know what I mean? And, like, that's a 250 bench. So, like, that's less than – no, it's more than 50%. What's what's half of 250? 125. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, okay, it's a little more than 50%, but, like, I ended up dropping below 50% yeah, to do my 10 sets of 10 at. I mean, I knew right from the get-go. I think the first week I tried 10 sets of 10 at 135, and I got through, like, three or four sets, and I was like, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I dropped 20 pounds, 115 then. You dropped I think that's what I ended up doing them at is 115. Yeah, and then the first yeah. week, the last two sets, I had to drop to 95. Right, just I just dropped to ninety five. Yeah, I might have dropped it again. Because I remember the first week I got through like three or four sets at one thirty five, dropped down to one fifteen, and then on after set eight, set eight was where I didn't even hit ten reps at one fifteen. So I dropped it down to I just I was like, Okay, I'm just I got two sets left. I'm gonna just strip twenty pounds off, go down to ninety five and just really focus on the form and mm, yeah. doing properly five seconds eccentric motion. And it it fucking tore me up, even at 95. Of course, that was after eight other sets. Mm-hmm. But and what's also important with that is your rest times. Because if you start to take longer rest, you're going to be able to use heavier weight. But the concept is to stay with one minute. I mean, do you guys do you want. get the stretch of the muscles, too? Because I feel like if you stretch it more, it gets mm-hmm. harder. Because I see some people go, like, it's like, you stop at 90, but then you go back up. Like, Dude, I used to be it. that bencher that stopped at 90. Yeah, but, like, I figured, like, stretching it more makes it way harder. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's for you Sometimes, guys, too. Sometimes, like, yeah, are you talking about, like, for bench and stuff? Yeah, because when I was doing the, the dumbbells, like, when it got, like, super, like it was, like, 8 or uh eighth or ninth rep i would like just stab at 90 because i was like if i stretch it i probably won't get it up right and i was like Ugh. one time i even stopped and like held it for a second so you did did some pause reps and then kept going yeah mm-hmm. and i felt like i compared it between just like going doing the eccentric motion mm-hmm. versus like stopping and then right. going. well that's another protocol in itself pause yeah. reps and i felt like reps. yeah and it was like it was different because obviously my muscles had never done it before so i got more tired but again i was like super sore but do you know what that's doing when you pause it's, yeah it's adding the tension time under tension not right. just right not just tension but the time mm-hmm. that your muscles are under that tension and you have to be careful doing pause reps because with bench, we'll take bench press for the example. If you just put the bar on your chest and let it sit on your chest, you're not doing a paused rep. It's not like, like right above. You need to right. ha- like you, it needs to be like touching your yeah. chest, but just but touching, right? But just touching, and all of you should be supporting that the weight of the bar in your hands with your chest, not with the bar resting on your on mm-hmm. your sternum, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean, it's easy to just, it's easy to cheat that way when you're, you're getting fatigued. I think the biggest thing that, that especially for dudes is just ego, especially if you're training in a public gym. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Is like, like, especially at the YMCA one. Yeah. See people yeah. Are like, oh my God, no. I, like, I can't like go up and like, I'm doing a 10 by 10. You oh, can't go up yeah. and explain your, what yeah. you're doing Trust because me. it looks like you're only yeah. benching. Right. Exactly. Bench but more. I think the other part of that, yes, I'm not denying that ego is a big part, but it's. It's also, like, in harsh terms, get over yourself. Oh, I don't disagree like, with that either. Like, yeah. get over what other people think about you because it doesn't matter. What you're doing is very different from what someone else is doing, and it may be better for you, and what this other person is doing might be better for them. Right. I so, agree. I mean, yeah. I'm not denying that ego plays a part in it, but it, I think... I think it's, it's just a combination of the two. I think it's important to just... But I think when you say, like, oh, just get over yourself, that's ego. That's the ego, though. Right. Is they're not get they're over not yourself and get themselves. over what other because they have think, such a big ego. Matter. and They're like, no, no, I can bench more than this, or I can I can squat more than this. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, nah, bro, not And not the fact that if someone's going to compare themselves to you and be like, yo, I can bench more than 125. Right. I may be like, better at it, something else. Right. Do you, like, do you even really want to be friends with that person or no. try to impress that person? Because chances are if they are just going to talk shit, all they're going to do is try to one-up you. Right. And, and you like, nobody going, likes a fucking one-up. You shouldn't be going to the gym to impress other people. Because ultimately, you're going to the gym to better yourself and become more healthy. Right. That's not what the gym is, this is for. That isn't, that isn't, it's not about going there to impress other people and try to, whatever. Unfortunately, it's, people use it for that. No, but, I, I understand know. that. Or trying to find their soulmate at the gym. Go in there, get your workout yeah. done, and leave. I mean, people do a lot of things for the wrong reason. Like, people freaking... What are some things that people do for the wrong reasons in life? First thing that comes I mean, to... I was going to say drugs. They do drugs for wrong reasons? I'm talking about doing stuff yeah. for wrong reasons. Like, I see, like, 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 you want money for wrong reasons. So you work to get the money. But I'm talking, like, what are things that people do for the wrong reasons? Like, go to the gym to find a partner go to the gym okay. to find your soulmate like i mean that's a hard one it is pretty hard yeah because i somebody... the, fr- the first thing is like they do something so let's just say they like take drugs for the wrong reasons they may be trying to like mask let's just say they take it because they are depressed mm-hmm. they take the drugs they're suppressing their problems and let's just say i'm just gonna say smoking weed so you're suppressing your problems. You feel great in the moment, but you're still suppressing your problems. So you're using the drug the wrong way, instead of dealing with whatever's causing you to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And al- alcohol too and, and falls alcohol in, falls under the. I would oh, say drugs. falls under the drug. But you'll just never get away from it. People do things all the time. That Same with diet and food. People eat. People eat for wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. People run for wrong reasons, but that's still kind of exercise, still kind of applies with, with the gym setting. But 